Welcome to the Shine Bright Podcast. I'm your host, Brianna Castell. My hope is that this podcast will be a place to encourage women to shine their lights brightly and authentically by unapologetically being who God called us to be. You can expect to hear me talk about things like Jesus, how ghetto adulting is, finances, dating, therapy, and honestly, everything in between. My prayer is that each episode you will walk away feeling encouraged, inspired, and seen. Let's get into today's episode. Hey guys, welcome to the Shine Bright Podcast. I'm your host, Brianna Christelle. For those of you that might be new around here, a little bit about me. I am a millennial. I am a dog mom. We're going to talk about that a little bit. I love Jesus. I'm actively trying to get out of debt right now. I post about it a lot on my Instagram. And yeah, I'm single like a Pringle and trying to figure out this thing called life. (laughs) So welcome to the podcast. Um, I want to start by talking about my favorite Black-owned company this week. Last week, I mentioned that this is something that I want to do moving forward on the podcast because I have realized the importance of where we put our money, we as in people of color, Black people. And I want to start being more proactive about making sure that my dollars go back into my community. So last week, I told you guys about Black Girl Sunscreen, and it was funny because I was at um, my dad's house for Father's Day this weekend, and he's like, let me try some of that sunscreen. I'm like, sure, dad, you can try my Black Girl Sunscreen. (laughs) Um, But my product this week, and again, these are not sponsored ads. This is just truly me just wanting to share with you guys products that I like. So this week, it's Mented Cosmetics. Mented Cosmetics was made by two African-American women who felt like they were they felt left out of the beauty industry, meaning they felt like they had a hard time finding lipsticks to match their complexions. They had a hard time finding foundations. I know many of you guys probably remember a few years ago when Rihanna launched Fenty Beauty with 40 shades of foundation. And like this was a huge disruption to the beauty industry because people were so excited um, to find a foundation color that matched their color. There were a lot of people who were mixing colors. There were a lot of people, um, black people of darker complexions who felt very left out, felt like, you know, the lightest color that like Maybelline and some of these places went to was like, I mean, basically a tan white, basically. So Mented Cosmetics um, was birthed out of that. I believe they started in 2015. And I, this week um, or last week, purchased their foundation stick, which is foundation in stick form and one of their foundation brushes. I had never bought a foundation stick before, never even seen foundation in a stick form either. And so I bought that this week and it came, I loved, they had sent like an e- uh, email just like kind of thanking you for supporting their company. And I thought that was like a really nice personal touch. And so Anyways, got the foundation. I got the color T30. They have this great um, foundation color guide. So if you know your color for like MAC, Maybelline, whatever, you can go on their site and it'll tell you if you know your color for those products, it'll basically tell you what their color um, equivalent would be. So I bought my foundation and I absolutely love it. I mean, I haven't been wearing makeup a ton given the fact that we're a lot of us are stuck inside. And when I do go outside, I'm wearing a mask. But the few times that I've put it on just around the house just to see how, how it works, how it will stay, did a great job of covering up some of my dark spots. And I really, really love their uh, foundation brush. I usually put my foundation on with a sponge. So definitely recommend Mented Cosmetics. I will leave a link in the podcast notes. 
definitely check them out. They have blushes. They have lipsticks. My aunt actually bought me their nude lipstick set for Christmas. And this is before I think I even knew that they were a Black-owned company. So anyways, that is my uh, plug this week. And if you have any other Black-owned companies that you love, feel free to send me an email or send me a message on Instagram at Shine Bright Podcast or at Brianna Christel. How is your heart, sis? How is my heart? If you are new here, I typically, before I jump into the topic of the week, I like to do a how is your heart check-in. I love asking people around me, um, my friends, my family, they'll tell you one of my favorite questions to ask is how is your heart? I think it gets, uh, it's a lot deeper than just how are you? It's like, okay, how is your heart, sis? How are you feeling? I think a lot of times it's very easy to brush off when people ask you how, how are you doing? You can easily say yes and just keep it pushing. But when somebody says, like, how is your heart? It's a much deeper question. So it's one of my favorite questions. And I like to open up in sharing how my heart is just to be transparent with you guys. Um, And so, yeah, my heart this week, I'll be very honest. I don't know how my heart is. (laughs) Um, Typically, before this segment, I like to kind of jot down some notes of how I'm feeling and what I want to share. And I just kind of couldn't come up with anything this week. I know that probably sounds a little strange. I don't know how my heart is. Um, I We started going back to work a little bit this week and we're kind of doing some remote, but some live interactions. And I feel like I had just gotten into my groove of being home and like, okay, my schedule, waking up, taking my dog out, having my breakfast, putting on the radio. So I have some background noise and then getting into my day. I feel like I had just gotten into the groove and now I'm trying to like relearn a different groove. So I feel a little bit like sluggish. Like I feel like I'm not moving as quickly as I was. I also feel like As a closeted introvert, I feel like I don't even know if I'm a closeted one anymore. I feel like I've turned into a full-blown introvert during this quarantine because now, you know, when I'm around people, and I don't know if it's if it's necessarily just because of the coronavirus, and like now when I'm around people, I'm kind of like I'd rather be by myself. I don't know how much the virus is playing into that, or if it's just I've turned into a hermit. (laughs) I don't know. Um, So. That's not necessarily how my heart is doing, but I think I'm just juggling, trying to find like a new balance. I was um, with family this weekend, so I did get to see my dad for Father's Day. So my heart was pretty full from that interaction. Um, So yeah, sorry I don't have like a really formed thought for you guys this week. And I think that's okay. I think sometimes we don't know how our heart is and it takes a little bit of time for our feelings and things to catch up. So that is how my heart is doing this week. I don't know how it's doing, but now it's time for you to check in with you. How is your heart doing? Are you kind of starting to go back to work? Is the world reopening where you are? Is it not reopening? Um, are the, the events of the past basically the way that this month started are they starting to weigh on you or are they are they still weighing on you just how's your heart doing now it's time for you to ask yourself that question how's your heart sis i saw somebody post this on instagram it said july better come up in here like it got some sense And I felt that on a very, very, very deep level. 
I am hoping and praying that um, July comes in here like it has some sense. But anyways, on to today's topic. So this episode is going to be a bit of a rant. I told you guys this podcast is going to be about a bunch of different topics. Some of them will seem random. That's fine. But I feel like this is a very necessary episode. Uh, I post my dog Lincoln on Instagram every now and then. And I oftentimes get a bunch of questions from people telling me how cute he is and asking me a bunch of questions about being a dog mom. So today I want to talk about it. And I want to tell you all the things that someone never told me before I got a dog. And I feel like I, I can name at least seven people that I know that have bought a dog during this quarantine. And so listen, I, I'm sorry I couldn't get to y'all before this, but for those of you that are contemplating getting a dog, you've wanted one all your life, guess what? I'm going to tell you all the things that nobody told me, all the things that people don't show you about being a dog parent. Like y'all don't understand how heavy this has been burning on my heart. And I know some of y'all might be like, "Mm, this topic has nothing to do for you. Fine. Pass it along to a friend. I know you know someone who wants a dog. And I feel like this episode is going to save someone. Okay. So let me actually start from the top and tell y'all why and how I got my dog. And then we'll talk about some of the not so glamorous things about being a dog mommy. Wait, before we do that, y'all know I got to give a disclaimer. So I absolutely love my dog. Lincoln is the sweetest, cutest, most adorable thing ever. However, I think that Lincoln and me getting a dog was a very impulsive buy. I was like, oh, I'm ready. I want to do this. I don't feel like I did enough research. None of that. And so we're going to talk about it. But I do want to give the disclaimer in the beginning to say, like, I love my dog, you guys. So for those of you that are ready to call PETA on me, because I said I don't recommend getting a dog, hold your horses, because I do love and care for my dog deeply. But I'm still going to give y'all this tea on why you should reconsider getting a dog. So now I actually grew up with pets. I, we had several different pets. We had cats, well, a cat, hamsters. We had fish and I had three dogs. So it's funny. My dad had this rule that all the pets that came in the house, he had to name them and they all had to have biblical names. So we had a cat named Boaz. We had a Shadrach. We had a Meshach. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. Imagine being in third grade telling somebody that your dog's name is Meshach. Mm-hmm. Thanks, dad. <laughs> um, but so I grew up with dogs, but the first dog we got Meshach was a beagle. We got him for Christmas. It was like this cute, you know, we opened the box, my brother and I, and there was this little dog there. It was so sweet. But my parents quickly um, returned Meshach because he was a beagle, but he was a hunting dog. And so he would howl at night. And so we did not have Meshach long. I don't even think we had Meshach for a month, but I still count him because I remember him. Then when we were in, I think I was in maybe, well, late late elementary school, we got Shadrach. And Shadrach was a Shih Tzu. Shadrach was not friendly at all. Like Shadrach was cute, but he was very temperamental. If you picked him up, he, well, he just didn't like to pick, be picked up at all. So I don't even remember picking up Shadrach at all. He got very aggressive when you got near his food. Like he just wasn't a super loving dog, honestly. And he had tried to bite me a few times. He just had some attitude problems. 
<laughs> then fast forward to I was in high school and my mom actually bought me a dog. And this is my first girl dog. And I think she might have been a Latsu Apsu or maybe she was a Shih Tzu I don't remember. Uh, her name was Missy. Well, I called her Missy, but everyone else in the house called her Happy. It was a little bit confusing. But anyways, and I loved Missy a lot. We got her, I think, maybe my sophomore year of high school. And Missy was cool. But then when I went to college, I came back one semester for like Christmas. And I was looking around the house for my dog. And uh, my mom casually was like, oh, yeah, no, Missy's not here anymore. I gave her to the cleaning people down the street at the cleaners. I was like, what? Well, like, you gave away my dog? And so I have felt all my life that I've had this dog-sized hole in my heart um, because Meshach obviously left very soon. Shadrach wasn't very friendly. And Missy, she was adorable and she was super sweet, but my mom gave her away. So all of my adult life, which honestly hasn't been that long, but anyways, all of my 20, my, what, five years of adulthood. Anyways, (laughs) I've really wanted a dog. And that's just important for you to understand that background's important for you to understand so you can understand how I ended up getting Lincoln. All right, fast forward to 2017. So in 2017, I had just moved out on my own, my first time in my own apartment, and I was loving it, except I was pretty lonely, if I'm honest. And, you know, living on your own is all cute and all, but coming home to yourself every day was like, oh, okay, it's a little quiet in here. And so around that time is when I started to think like, okay, I think I want to get a pet. And of course I wanted to get a dog. So a couple years before that, my dad and my stepmother had gotten a Yorkie named Coco. Coco is about five pounds. She is the cutest thing ever. She is always in like some sort of sparkly dress with a hair clip, like think Paris Hilton dog. That is Coco. Coco, not only is she super spoiled, but she's also just a very well-behaved dog. She's like an autopilot dog. You feed her, you take her out, and she's not going to bother you much. You will forget Coco's in the house. She goes to the bathroom on command. She's not super friendly, but she's not like a dog that a very high maintenance dog. And so I kind of had that in the back of my mind. I was like, I wanted a dog like Coco, except in my mind, I knew that I wanted a boy instead of a girl. So I started looking around for Yorkie breeders to see how much they would cost and to see how soon I can get one. So I would say I started my research around June or July of 2017, and I found a breeder and I saw basically Yorkie puppies average between 1200 and 1500 for a puppy. But most of the litters that I had found, they were not expecting a litter until the Christmas holiday time. So a lot of people usually have a summer litter and a winter litter because people buy dogs for gifts. So let's say I was loosely planning on getting a dog later that year. Like, Kind of maybe, kind of not, but at least I was on somebody's list. So that was really the extent of my research, finding a breeder and putting myself on their list to say, hey, when you have a litter, I would like to be informed so that I can consider getting a puppy. That was about it. I didn't think about anything else uh, that might go into owning a dog. I didn't research anything else. I just really thought about how cute they were and how much they were. And that was it. And that was mistake number one. 
So I did my little quote unquote research or whatever around that summer. Cool. Fine. Fast forward to the last week of September of 2017. So I went to the mall to go to the movies. That's what I was there for, to go to the movies. And I randomly walked past a pet store in the mall. Number one, I didn't even know that they had pet stores anymore. I didn't know that was still a thing. And number two, who the heck has a pet store in a mall? Anyways, (laughs) so I was minding my own business on my way to the movies when all of a sudden I was accosted by a gang of the cutest little puppies ever in the storefront window. Like they had the little puppy playpens right in the window as you were walking by. Like who, who does that? You know, I was just trying to mind my business and then boom, all of this cuteness is right there and I cannot ignore it because remember, I have this dog-sized hole in my heart because my mom gave Missy away. So, already playing on my my little insecurity there. And I was running late for my movie. And so what did I do? I walked past that pet store like a mature adult who did not have money to buy a dog and went to the movies. That's absolutely not what I did. Not at all. I walked my tail right into that pet store. Mistake number two. So y'all, now it's all downhill because I'm in the pet store now. And they had successfully lured me in with all the cuteness. And I learned very quickly that day that I did not have the willpower that I thought that I did. Not at all. So I'm walking around, I'm looking at the puppies, and I see, you know, this puppy that looks like a Yorkie, and it was so fluffy and chocolatey and just adorable. So I decided, okay, you know, let me just ask and see what breed, you know, there's no way they're going to say it's a Yorkie. So I asked, and they told me that it was a Morky, a Maltese-Yorkie mix. Boom. Check. One of his parents was a Yorkie, close enough for me. (laughs) So then I was like, "Mm, I mean... But there's no way that it's a boy, though. It's it's probably a girl. And then if they say it's a girl, I'll just walk right out of here, go on to my movie, you know, go on about my day. Just wasn't meant to be. So then I asked, hey, what what what's the gender of, of that cute, adorable, fluffy chocolate dog? And what did they say? They said, it's a boy. Of course they did. <laughs> so then in my head, I'm like, okay, well, I know that because these puppies are in a mall store, you know, where there's an overhead that they have to pay to keep the lights on as opposed to a breeder, they're going to be so much more expensive than the breeder dogs that I had already researched. Now, remember, in my head, I was willing to pay uh, between $1,200 and $1,500 for a puppy and not a cent more. So again, looking for a reason to walk away from this puppy and fully expecting them to say some astronomical price that would make me slide to the right up out of that store, I asked them hey, how much does that dog cost? And why, why on God's green earth would they tell me that he was $1,200 exactly? Why? (laughs) And honestly, in that moment, I should have gotten myself up out of there. But what did I do? What did I do, you guys? I asked if I could hold the dog. And honestly, that was it. That was it. As soon as I locked eyes on his fluffy little face, it was over. So I basically went to the mall to go to the movies and walked up out of there with a six-week-old dog, a leash, and some dog food. If you have not listened to my reckless spending 
episode, please go back and do that because this was definitely a reckless purchase and it was 100% an emotional buy. Okay, cute story, right? And then we live happily ever after. No, (laughs) no, no, no. I mean, my dog is very cute. Lincoln will be three this year. He is adorable. He has brought a lot of joy to my life and the time that I've had him. But we are gathered here today to talk about the reasons why I do not recommend getting a dog. And we're gathered here today to talk about the things that I feel like no one told me about dog ownership in the beginning. So, well, okay, let me not say that. One of my friends, Alyssa, everybody else was like, yeah, 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 go get a dog. My friend Alyssa was like, I don't really think you're ready to get a dog. And of course, I was like, what do you know, girl? And clearly, Alyssa knows a lot. (laughs) So I'm just here to put y'all on game. Some of y'all that are thinking about getting a dog, yeah, they're cute. Yeah, they're great. But I just want to open your eyes to some things that you might not have considered. Okay. Number one, dogs are not cheap. I repeat, dogs are not cheap. Lincoln was $1,200. And honestly, that was just the beginning of my expenses with him. When he was a puppy, I'll never forget the story. He had gotten sick. His stomach was like really swollen and red and he wasn't eating. And of course, as a new dog mommy, I was panicking. I think maybe he was, maybe like I had had him for like a couple of weeks. Yeah, this is around October. So I'm panicking because I'm like, oh my goodness, like my dog's going to die. This is, this is insane. So we ended up at a pet hospital. Didn't know they had them. It was a pet emergency room. Didn't even know that that existed. We were there until 2 a.m. So after a bunch of tests, a bunch of IBs, a night without sleep, because this was a this was a work night, a weekday. So I had to go to work the next day, but that's a whole other story. Anyways, a night without sleep, all these tests later, and a $600 vet bill later. Come to find out, this ninja was just constipated. Yes, he just had to poop. But that poop cost me $600. And of course, because they are your pet and you are already already emotionally invested in them, you pay it without thinking. But man, listen, that was the moment that I knew that I jumped into something that I was not ready for. So eventually, I did decide to get pet insurance in case, God forbid, something like that or something more serious happened again. And I know some of y'all who don't have pets are like, $600, no way, no way, Jose, I would pay that. Listen, I never understood how attached people got to their pets until I got one. So trust me, it's real. But right now, with because I did get the pet insurance, so right now I probably budget between $100 and $120 for Lincoln a month. Yeah, $100 to $120 a month in my budget. That is six twenty dollars bills. <laughs> and that includes his food, grooming, and his pet insurance. And these are all expenses that I add to my budget. So keep that in mind that you will have to probably make room in your budget between $100 and $150, depending on how big your dog is, how often they get groomed, etc., in your budget. And actually, 
that's a month, that 100 to 120 in my budget is a month that I'm not traveling. So when I was living in Indy and I had to travel from time to time for work or just to see my family, I used to have to board him at a pet hotel slash daycare because who else was going to take him, take care of him? Who else was going to watch him? Exactly. And this daycare was $30 a night and $16 for daycare during the day. So imagine if I went out of town for five days, I had to budget an extra $230 just for Lincoln to be taken care of. Another thing that they don't tell you when you're walking into the pet store and falling in love with their cute, fluffy faces. Dogs are expensive. I don't know what other, I don't know how to say that in any other language, but dogs are expensive and I was not prepared. Number two, your time is not your own ever again. And some of y'all might think I'm being dramatic, but you now have to consider this pet before yourself in a lot of ways. Prime example, if you choose to get a puppy as opposed to say like an older already trained dog, you will be potty training. And as puppies, they need to go outside every three to four hours. So guess what? If you're used to sleeping eight hours a night, not anymore. That puppy will need to get up and use the bathroom in the middle of your sleep. Lincoln used to wake me up at 4 a.m. to use the bathroom, and I am not a morning person. I used to be so upset waking up trying to get him to pee at 4 a.m. because of course when he saw me he thought it was playtime and he forgot all about the fact that he had to pee so this dog would be like oh bet you up wonderful let me chew your face and run all over the house like I'm on drugs oh and then I will pee on your floor later (laughs) it was too much y'all it was too much again things people don't tell you about dog ownership your time is not your own especially when you are potty training them Also, a huge area where I struggled was that my schedule, it was with my schedule now revolving around Lincoln's schedule and usually his potty schedule. So before I had him, I was used to when I got off of work, I would maybe go to a happy hour with friends. I would go shopping, go to the mall to see a movie and not buy a dog, (laughs) visit friends or whatever. My time was just my own. I didn't have to think about anything else or anyone else. But once I got a dog, all that changed. So right after work, I had to go home to let him out. Want to go see my friends? Then it's late. I want to sleep over their house instead of going home. That's dead. Why? Because Lincoln can't be home by himself all night. So there was a lot of coordination that I now had to do around Lincoln. And honestly, these are basically the little adjustments that you don't even realize. And honestly, if you're not ready to raise a child, like if you can't picture yourself raising a child, waking up to change diapers, feeding them, picking them up from school, dropping them off, all that stuff. If you can't picture yourself doing that with a child, you're not ready to raise a dog because basically a dog is a whole child that will basically never grow up to learn how to feed himself and take himself out, etc. So I am basically a single parent. And it's a lot, okay? Lincoln is ready for a father. We just have Father's Day. It just passed. If you know anybody or if you are listening and you are a male and you love Jesus and you're ready to go half on a dog and be Lincoln's father, um, slide in my DMs. (laughs) But for real, um, (laughs) if you want to go half on a a morky, just let me know. (laughs) So think of like the worst 
weather possible wherever you live. If you are in a place that has snow, think of the times where it's like below zero and it's so cold outside, your teeth are chattering. Or if you're not in a place that snows, think of, you know, this downpour of rain where the wind's blowing and you're just like, oh, that is an ugly day. Well, guess what? On those days, on the worst weather days, you still have to take your dog outside to use the bathroom. Yes, even when it's pouring, raining, and thundering outside, or when it's below zero degrees. When I was in Indiana during the godforsaken polar vortex of, what, 2018, I think? Maybe it was 2019? Y'all, it was below, it was 14 below zero. I had never heard nothing like that in my life. And guess where I was? Outside with Lincoln, trying to get him to go poop. It was awful. (laughs) Like just, I really want you to just think about that. Think about the coldest day of the year. Think about the most, the ugliest day of the year with the rain and the mud. And you still got to take your dog out. Just let that let that simmer, because if somebody would have told me that and really required me to visualize that, Lincoln would not be in this house today. I would have walked right past that pet store, but nobody told me, so I'm telling you, yes, sis, you still have to go outside on them rainy days, and guess what? If your dog is like my dog, Lincoln goes on poop strikes when it is wet outside. He refuses to poop if the ground is wet, basically, so... What happens? He be trying to poop in the house, but he know better. But he'll he'll just hold it and he'd be like, nah, sis, I'm not I'm not finna go outside. What you mean? And my mom tried to buy him these rain boots because that's what dog grandmas do. And he Link is like, also, I'm not wearing clothes. So um yeah, just you know, keep that in mind. <laughs> Lastly, and honestly, the list can go on, <laughs> but having a pet, a dog especially is a 12 to 18 year commitment. You know, if the dog is healthy and you take care of them, they can live almost two decades. So when you get a dog, you are essentially signing up for a decade plus long commitment. And if you are a single person, think about the last time that you ever committed to anything for 12 to 18 years. Before getting a dog, the longest commitment I made was to go to college, and that was for four years. So imagine committing to a dog for three to four times that. Exactly. And like I said, unlike a human child that will grow up and within that decade, they'll most likely become self-sufficient, a dog never will. You will always have to take up to wake up and take them out to use the bathroom. They'll never learn to wake up and be like, oh, I have to use the bathroom. Let me go take myself outside. That will never happen. There's no, you know, diapers for a dog. Like, no, there's there are no pull-ups for them. They're like, all right, you got to take them out. You will always have to pour their food for them. They'll never wake up and just open the cabinet and be like, oh, I'm hungry. Let me pour some food. Nope. They will always be 100% dependent on you to keep them alive. And that is a lot of responsibility. That was a lot of responsibility for what, 23 or 24-year-old Brianna to take on. And I did not realize that. And yes, they are cute. They are cuddly. Lincoln is a great companion. 
And so, you know, I'm not really fully trying to talk you out of getting a dog. Like I said, I'm just trying to put you on game and tell you all the things that I learned along the way that I did not consider beforehand when I was walking into that mall and falling in love with this cute little face. So I know there's some of y'all that are listening to this and you're like, nope, I still want a dog. Fine, fine. Let me give you some tips if you are listening to this and you still want to get a dog. Number one, before you get a dog, actually make sure you have taken care of a dog for 48 hours beforehand. If you have a friend that has a dog, offer to dog sit so you can practice having to get up and take them to poop and remembering to feed them. That's, I mean, you're, I mean, that's a big, that's a big learning curve, right? You got to remember to feed them and, you know, them getting all up in your personal stuff, them trying to jump in the bed with you, barking every time they hear a bird outside, like just take some time and see if you can do all of that first before you commit to doing it for 20 years with a dog of your own. Number two, just practically make sure that you have enough in your budget for a dog. They're not cheap, like I said. So just make sure that you're aware of all the expenses that go into having a dog, how much food could be. Lincoln's food is like $30 a bag every month or so. Vet expenses, He, I have a puppy insurance for him. That is $50 that, and that covers all vet all vet insurance, uh, sorry, all vet appointments for the month and it discounts any medication that he might be on. And then there's another one that is another, I think like $40 that is, that basically covers if God forbid, like he got hit by a car or something happened, he had to have surgery, it would pay for that. So Make sure you're doing your research just to see how much this stuff would cost. I Lincoln is a Maltese Yorkie mix, like I said, so he has long hair, so he gets groomed um, monthly. Maybe if you don't have enough in your budget for grooming, then you get a dog with short hair that you can just bathe them in the house. Lincoln also has like really long nails, so he has to get his nails done every so often. Anyways, you get the point. I'm just saying they're not cheap, so just make sure that you do your research on how much this is going to cost you monthly. Number three, do not, I repeat, do not go into a pet store, to a breeder or anything if you are not ready to buy that dog that day. Do not look at the dog in the face. Don't ask about prices. You can call them on the phone about prices, but don't go in there with your wallet. Don't go alone. Bring a buddy that won't let you walk out with a dog. Like seriously, they pet stores and breeders really don't have to do a lot of marketing because we see their cute faces and we, again, don't think about all of this other stuff that comes with it. We sign up and we're just like, oh, I'll take it. And then you're like, oh, wait a minute. (laughs) This dog is throwing up on my floor now and doing all this other stuff. Hold on. That was not in the contract. All I'm saying is definitely make sure that you're ready. If you're going to start looking up breeders and I definitely, you know, recommend going the breeder route. I know some of y'all probably listening like, oh my gosh, she bought from a pet store. I know pet stores get a bad rap because of puppy meals. I understand. I couldn't help it. His face was adorable. Don't judge me. Anyways, just make sure that you're ready. If you are starting to look at breeders, if you're going to walk into a pet store, you might not have the willpower that you think you do. And lastly, just consider all the sacrifices that you will have to make. Your time, your sleep, your money, sometimes your plans. There have been several times where I've wanted to spend the night at a friend's house and then I'm like, oh wait, like I can't bring Lincoln or I got to find something 
something to do with Lincoln. Most of the time, the sleepovers are at my house because I'm like, okay, I don't have to coordinate or bring Lincoln around. But just think about that. Think about it long and hard. Listen to this episode again if you have to. I just want you to go into this with your eyes wide open. That's all. I know some of y'all like this is a real random topic, but I'm telling y'all, I really feel like Jesus wants me to save somebody from an emotional puppy spend. And I am here to help y'all. Okay. (laughs) That's it. That's all I got for you, you guys. If you listened to this episode and you were wanting a dog and and some of these points like helped you reconsider like, okay, hold on, maybe I need to do a little bit more research. Please send me a message. DM me at Shine Bright Podcast on Instagram or at Brianna Cassell, please. And please share this with your friends that are thinking about getting a dog. Like, let's just, let's make sure we're doing our part, you guys. But I hope this was helpful for someone. If not, I hope it was just an entertaining story about how Lincoln and I came together. And he is the sweetest dog. He literally loves people. He loves to cuddle. He is a protector. Like, that is my boo. And I'm glad that I got him. But like I said, I didn't go into this thing with my eyes wide open. So hope this is helpful for somebody. Please like and subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. And please, please, please rate this podcast so that people can find it. All right, guys. See you next week. Don't forget to shine bright on purpose.